reviewing England versus Netherlands from Euro 96. I'm your host, Sam. Hi, I'm John. Hi, I'm Joe. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. We're back for the first time in what nine months doing yeah, a, a long time doing a full time review show. Yeah, first time back here uh, all together after COVID. We have after having fo- football lockdown. Yeah, we're all still here. Yeah. <laughs> we survived COVID. Yeah, don't um, jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys looking forward to the Euros, the upcoming Euros, a year <laughs> late. I am. They're still calling it Euros 2020, aren't they? Which yeah. really irks me. I don't know why. But I don't like that. Branding. Yeah. Paid for all the branding. And then, uh, <laughs> I just like the idea. On that. They've got loads of coaches there with all Euro 2020 <laughs> yeah. stickers. Like, we, can't, we can't take that here off and put a one yeah. on. Panini books already printed. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That really annoys me that though because they've done it in the past where the 86 World Cup was meant to be in Colombia at the very last minute. Columbia just worked up to it, so they binned it off and did Mexico instead. They're changing Copper America this year. Uh, oh, really? Changing location for that like, last minute to Brazil because of COVID, yeah. Mm. Um, Which is weird because I thought Brazil was the like COVID capital of the world at one point. We're actually going there now to avoid COVID. Yeah, so I don't know what the attendances will be like for that. Or I don't know what the attendances are going to be like for these Euros because yeah, this, one, this one, the, I don't know if it's the first one, but this is all over... Europe being held, isn't it? Which, so. which is mental when you think about the current circumstances and yeah. they're still having the tournament across like yeah, the entire exactly. continent. It, it's just yeah. the worst possible time to actually try this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, you try couldn't pick, <laughs> you couldn't pick a worse time to do this format no. yeah. in in history. <laughs> like, everyone's on red lists and it's like <laughs> no football teams are fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> It's a bit like uh, obviously the Champs League happened a couple of weeks or last weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, last yeah, weekend. Yeah. Uh, and everyone said at the time, why don't they just have it at Wembley? It makes sense. Two English teams don't have to go travelling abroad. Does make sense. And it all came down to they moved it to Porto because the British government wouldn't allow UEFA to uh, have dignitaries, dignitaries, foreign dignitaries enter the game without quarantining, quarantining yeah. for 14 days. Oh, really? or, yeah. oh, is that why they didn't do it at Wembley? That's why they moved it to Portugal instead, because yeah. they would let them uh, go without quarantine. <laughs> that's mental. That's, uh, that's ethical UEFA for you, yeah. who, who don't want the European Super League because of uh, ethical reasons, but they're, they're perfectly fine with uh, <laughs> moving the Champions League final to a country that suits their business interests. Yeah. I think I read there, didn't Chelsea get assigned some tickets that they sold back and we're like look this is ridiculous yeah, yeah. tickets back we're not we're not 800 we're not. or so went unsold I think yeah, yeah they could shifting yeah well we mentioned the uh, European Super League you might want to jump into that Liverpool tried to make a little breakaway league <laughs> 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 along with 11 other teams but yeah well it's, I think uh, Liverpool were the ring leaders I believe. <laughs> apparently so yeah Henry has, has not come out of uh, out of it Smelling like roses. Yeah. I believe Klopp was on the phone to uh, Florentino Perez begging him to join the ESL. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. I'm glad that went down like a lead bullet yeah. and it was like two days afterwards it was all scrapped. Well, not all scrapped. Three teams are still... <laughs> What's happening with that now then with them three? Like, are they still like... Are they off to make their own uh, league? Well, <laughs> I believe they're going to court over it, aren't they? Yeah. To, uh, <laughs> 
Because they, they, their argument is that UEFA are like, is there a competition law or something that they're restricting their rights to like competition within the, the football market or yeah. something? Yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> uh, I think UEFA want to close that off even more. And I, I use the word close because everyone's saying the Super League was going to be a closed shop. This feels like UEFA are just doing the same thing. Like, no, you can't go, you can't go and make a, a new league. Whereas like, they're saying, Champions League, Europa League, open for everyone. But they're saying, no, you can't go and play in someone else's competition. <laughs> yeah. I don't quite understand that to a certain extent. But the uh, the closed shop aspect of no promotion relegation is a horrible idea and shouldn't be done. I've got to admit, a bit of a controversial opinion, but that doesn't bother me, the promotion relegation thing. Like, you should have a team <laughs> in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, like in terms of like American football, there's no promotion relegation. I'm totally fine with that idea. Like, the, what was it Pep was saying about like it doesn't matter if you if you can't get relegated or something. I can't think now. It, it, it's not sports if you can't get yeah, relegated or something. But that side of it doesn't bother me. What does bother me is the like I say the clothes shop element of it them just making the money for themselves and not distributing it into football kind of thing. It, Obviously, I know they claimed they were going to do that, but... It's, it's the relegation <laughs> like side of it is like that aspect of a consequence to being like playing poorly or whatever. Like, and the, the, I think the winning, winning a league or winning a cup is like the peril, like the opposite end of the peril that you could face if you don't play well. And I think that's why winning... But, Winning like the Premier League is so massive is because it's such a hard league even to get into. Never mind win. So. <clears throat> I think for me it's a, it's almost a cultural difference, isn't it? It's a very American idea to bring this type of league in because I can't tell you any other leagues anywhere that do this other than in America. So you know it's it's probably easy enough for us to share on the idea that it's it's very bad. Personally, I, I hated the idea. And when I when I see when I see the NFL teams doing it, which is which you know it's the same concept. It's you know there's no relegation or anything. I don't know. Which is very cynical about it. It's it's but it's easy to be cynical about the, the about it. Not but, to go off on like a massive tangent with that, but like for me, <clears throat> I love the way American sports do it because they they protect like their first and foremost thing is to protect the sport and the teams within their their league. Whereas English football, I've always found it weird, the idea of relegation, how like your team could just go bust in four <laughs> years, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just find that a really weird concept. You, like, you love this club, but there's this threat of like, if you're a bad year, you could get relegated and like, be gone. Well, look at Berry. <laughs> Berry disappeared recently, didn't he? Exactly. Yeah, it's like, it's like all this outpouring of, our, you know, protect the football league and stuff. It was like, I, you know, Berry still went. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I think that's because the owner, like the owner had like 30 other previous businesses that all went bankrupt right. and he still managed to buy buy a football team which you know passing the FA's fit and proper, fit and proper yeah. yeah like how how has he passed that if he's had 30 previous companies that have all gone bust yeah <laughs> um, I think that's a massive part of the issue where I don't I don't know about the American sports as much as you do like American football but they're all franchises so you have to put a yeah. certain amount of money in to even have a team <laughs> and have to be run Properly, don't you? So, but even that, like a lot of uh, NFL teams in particular, are owned by fans. Like Green Bay, is completely owned by the fan base. Like, right. There's no, <clears throat> no internal ownership whatsoever. It's completely fan base driven. Like, uh, yeah. Is that that's not the case for all of them? Or is it? Is not it, all of them. Just no. Green Bay. <clears throat> I think there's a couple like that. Uh, but even like you got like Jerry Jones, the, the Dallas Cowboys, who is notorious now for being a bit of a 
he won a few Super Bowls like thirty years ago, but he's still there now, you know, failing to win every year. But you've got no, you've got no danger of losing money. You know what I mean? Like they're not like, not like an English football club where you get relegated. There's no danger of you going out of business, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. transfers are slightly different as well with drafts and more. <clears throat> Uh, there's no transfer fees allowed whatsoever in no, American sports it's yeah. Sort of swaps yeah trades and uh, like you say just uh, free agent signings and stuff yeah. yeah it's just very alien but I can imagine if we did actually do the Super League we'd end up doing something like that where you'd end up having like a draft like yeah. give it give it 10 years we'd, we'd you know you'd be like oh who's getting first draft next season in the Super League it's like yeah. oh Juventus like, well, it's, it's there's, that, <laughs> there's that weird transfer ruling that you were teams within the Super League weren't going to be able to buy from each other I think it oh, was. Really? Yeah, that was <laughs> one of the. Worse? That was one of the rules. Oh <laughs> so you would just be poaching from the everywhere else, everywhere else, else, and then having to sell that to it. Like once, once you're done with the player. That never made sense to me. But I, I think like the three teams that are left in, like especially Barcelona, Real Madrid, are just so financially ruined that they needed this Super League to actually go ahead. But they wouldn't. They wouldn't learn the lesson. They would just spend within the means again, yeah, or o- yeah. overspend as they have been doing, and, and be a new fleet in ten years. Yeah, in ten years, <laughs> twenty years, just be in the same situation. It's like, well, you need to just run your club properly. And like business, be in this yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't want to get too sidetracked with it, but like just yeah. when I look at Real Madrid and the way Real Madrid's finances are and what that club has been over the last like you know few. What decades now? It's having it's a fast. It's just like I can't understand how it's been gone away with so long. Didn't they? Um, I'm sure they bought did this, this. I can't remember if this is true or not. But did they not buy their own stadium from the government for like a year, one euro? Yeah, <laughs> something mad. I, I'm probably gonna like butcher the stat, but it's something to do with like the the king bought either the stadium or the training ground from them for like a ransom, and uh, or sorry, or sold it back to them. A profit for them, or you know, basically to make their money, kind of thing. Yeah, that was, I, that was yeah. the late nineties that I think when that happened. It's just it's farcical. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. I, I just can't understand because everyone looks at them as like the royal, like you know, the elite of like European football. And yeah. It's just like when you look behind the curtain a bit, it's just all like it's just all in flames, isn't it? Yeah. Like Fergie always called him a Franco's team in private, and apparently <laughs> they were fuming about that. Like, you know, the old, uh, the old Spanish uh, rule. <laughs> <laughs> If we move back to the uh, Euros this year, how are you fancying uh, England's chances? I'll make a quick prediction. Won't get out of the group stage. Okay. I don't want that to happen, but I've just got... You guys know my predictions recently have yeah. been on fire. Yeah. Uh, predicted Leicester wouldn't finish top five about two months ago. That was a good prediction. That happened. Predicted Basically Chelsea back in Liverpool there, weren't you? So. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. Uh, predicted Chelsea beat Man City in the Champs League. So, yeah. England, unfortunately, finished third in that group. Two two predictions right there. How many are you going to report? Any of the ones you got wrong, or are we, are we not going to talk about wrong? No, none at all. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Only two predictions that I made. <laughs> um, I think we'll get out of the group stage. I don't, I don't know how far we'll get past that. To be honest, I think um, I don't. I don't, I don't know about I don't know about winners for you, but I don't. I don't know whether personally, probably, probably France are probably <clears> looking <throat> strongest for me. What about yourselves? Because I know that's not a big shout. It's not like an hour yeah. shout. No, but I think uh, a lot of people would say Belgium, but now De Bruyne is out of the tournament, isn't he? So that mm-hmm. team, that's a big hit on them. But yeah. France are probably one of the strongest going in. 
I just think whenever you get a team like this, when when you have a tournament like this where you look at it and think, oh, who's going to win? Well, France are like the only the only obvious candidate. That usually means they won't win it, kind of thing. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like Greece again. Yeah, it'll be a team you, <laughs> you won't even think of going into the tournament. France have previous <clears throat> imploding in tournaments as well, don't they? So anything could happen in France. But yeah. But like Spain don't seem like the same team that they were. Germany don't seem like the same team as they were. I do think though, like it is Luis Enrique in charge of Spain, isn't it? I think international management is that lacking in quality. I think just the fact that Luis Enrique is a pretty decent manager will be a big feather in that. But then again, France has got Didier Deschamps, haven't they, I suppose? He's pretty good. Yeah, so, yeah, France. (laughs) (laughs) I think I saw um, Germany. Germany have dropped out of the top 10 FIFA ranking. Yeah, so like they're, they're out of the top 10. People. That means they'll win it. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. They've got a pretty nice kit as well. Nice white with a black strap, black uh, like hoop stripes on it. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of good ones. I like that Finland one. Yeah, I love that Finland it's one. Nice yeah. Kit, that. yeah. I wasn't keen on that. I didn't like the yeah. uh, blue and black like fade. Well, I, 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 like, I, wasn't see, I liked it even though it's not very Finnish. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like. Like an Inter almost. Yeah, 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 like it's it <laughs> Yeah. What were you saying for England in terms of the group stage? Uh, I'm. I never look forward to like England games. I never watch any like the qualifying. It comes to the tournament, and I'm like, I'll I'll watch it. I am not that bothered. <laughs> Despite us doing a podcast about it, I'm not that bothered. Like so, uh, like the World Cup was a massive like to me. I thought it was like a massive disappointment and chance miss. But they came home as heroes for getting to the semi-final. I was like, the, you had the <laughs> easiest run to the semi-final you could have possibly asked for, and still mucked it up. Uh, we still could beat Croatia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's good in English spirit in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I'm, I was definitely going to bring it down, but uh, the I mean, the two friendlies we've just had. The, you can't. No one can say that I filled anyone with any confidence. No, I, f- I found it boring to be honest. Well, England always have been boring to watch. I found like it was just no. Despite having some amazing players come through and everyone say that this team is like oh, it's the most attacking team or like the best I've generation heard that generation of talent coming through, and it's like only get past Austria with a penalty or whatever it was, or who else did we play? Yeah. Uh... God, who, who did we play? That memorable. <laughs> was it Thursday night? Yeah, last night. Who, who did we beat? Was Austria last night? Austria last night, I think. Was it Andorra or something? Not Andorra. Uh, <laughs> was it Finland, was it? No, it was somebody not there, wasn't it? it was somebody not at the tournament. Romania. Romania That's last night. On. Romania last night, <laughs> yeah. Austria th- Thursday, was it, yeah. That's how that's how memorable these two friendlies <laughs> have been. How that much they've meant to yeah. the three of us. But one of them, yeah, one 0 win in the first game, uh, quite late on, uh, and a, a penalty to win the second game. Doesn't just doesn't fill you with confidence going in. Yeah, I think it's a weird tournament anyway that they're about to have because we just had we just finished the leagues after having the Corona like break last year. That was like, <coughs> bunched the fixtures all up together so we've got a bit of a, an unnatural yeah uh, like an unnatural year leading into this tournament it's already the tournament like, yeah, yeah no break no it was just just straight away it kind of crept up on me this year I was, I was like oh well, yeah. well I say this year it's crept up <laughs> there wasn't supposed to be a tournament this year <laughs> but yeah it's, it's crept up hasn't it and, then, yeah. and mm-hmm. now yeah I think you, yeah, you normally get a longer break between end of the season and uh, 
start of the Euros. But I mean, when the end of the season came, it was like what seven? It was a seventeen days, I think, until to the yeah. after the Champions League, maybe until so the Euros. Like that's not one to wait at all now. Yeah. So one last point as well. I've just realised that there's twenty four teams now, aren't there, in the Euros? Yeah. So that means you, might, you could finish third, I think, and qualify. Mm. Yeah. Who's the? So does that does that change your prediction? Well, we might qualify in third. Yeah. Well, there you go. No, you know what? I'll change it. We'll finish fourth. <laughs> <laughs> we'll finish fourth in that group. Does, do you know who is in our group apart from Scotland? Croatia win. I generally think Scotland might finish second. Uh, yeah. Czech Republic third will be fourth. Jordan Portugal. Czech, Czech, Czech Republic are in our group, isn't it? Yeah, that's right, isn't it? I don't know. Maybe we should have done some research. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, I think Scotland will shock a few people. Steve Clark, great coach, better than Gareth yeah. Southgate, I think. So probably. Yeah, um, so I think uh, they might shock a few people. I think they've been pretty good in their friendlies. Um, yeah, they were winning against Netherlands until the last minute, uh, which would have been a a shock. But yeah, they could do well. Just got a feeling with a few of the players they've got there, they could be a bit of a. No, no, no. Did Wales come to the semi final in like yeah. 20. Oh, yeah. 16? Well, was it 2016? Yeah. I think it might have been. Yeah. 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 So I think, oh, I don't think they'll get that far, but I think Scotland could have that kind of like uh, bottom around them kind yeah. of thing. Uh, like John McGinnis, pretty good. So. I think they got. Is it Shea Adams now up front as well? Yeah, yeah. Just managed to call yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Scottish grandparent. <laughs> Wales are in a group with Italy, Switzerland, and Turkey. It's quite quite a tough group for Wales to be honest. Yeah, they're finishing fourth in that. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> they, they'll scrape through further, I reckon. <laughs> but Italy sound. Italy are always like a big nation. Like obviously they won the World Cup not not recently, but like within fifteen years. Like, they, they're, they're capable. Like, they're capable of just capitulating in round one. Though, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like I mean, a group stage, not even making it. Up. They won. Yeah, they won the World Cup, and then they didn't even get out of the group stages yeah. in the next World Cup, did they? Uh, yeah, they didn't even make 2018, I don't think. No. A, so, I don't think they're the force that they maybe once were. Well, again, though, we'll send it for who will win it. We're not going to talk about Italy. Italy will win it. That's, your, <laughs> that's my prediction. Come Italy will win the Euros, yeah. The Euros <laughs> have like a couple of doldrum years and just come out of nowhere and win it. Like, yeah. Throwing these predictions about like nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> Is the third place playoff sort of situation? So, I say third place playoff, it's just going to be. Isn't it the best third place play like teams go through? I think that, so. By four, that, the fourth best third place teams, or the four best third place right. teams, I think. Is that final set of fixtures just going to be dead convoluted then? Because people yeah. are going to finish the game and not know if they've qualified or not. Yeah, but people thinking like, oh, if we draw this and if Denmark don't win their game, but then if Switzerland win, we'll qualify. You yeah, know, they'll, they'll I, be like what? <laughs> yeah, it's I, oh, yeah. I don't like the idea of that. I don't. I don't like the format because after however many games it's going to be it's going to be quite a lot of games just to knock out four teams it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's a bit mad to think about like you, just pretty much everyone going through like yeah. it's, yeah. that is mad when you think about it it's like you can, the amount you can, of teams yeah. that are actually going out yeah it's not, not that many it's like we're, we're yeah. having a full group stage for it to knock out like what like barely a team a group like yeah. this was the old World Cup format up until like 94 this is what the World Cup was See, I'm too young to know that. Yeah. <laughs> 94 was the last World Cup with 24 teams. Then in 98, you went to 32. And I think we're still at 32 now, aren't we? I think Qatar's yeah. the first one. We're still to 48 or something, I think. You get enough dud teams in the World Cup anyway. Like, you see, like, point. Part of me looks at it and thinks, all right, well, you're going to get worse teams. So the quality of some of the football's going to drop. But then part of me wants to see some of the really obscure fixtures that you've never actually yeah. seen. Like, but the argument as well for that is that if these smaller countries get a chance at the World Cup, 
will get better because they're playing against better quality yeah. opposition and stuff. And to be fair, history has shown that is the case pretty much. In it, you know, like uh, they do get better with that kind of uh, exposure. Kind like, of thing, so. give, give the Faroe Islands another eighty years of international football, and I'm pretty sure they'll, they'll yeah. be up there. I was just going to say, like, I'll, I'll eat my words in fifty years when like, there's <laughs> two hundred teams at the World Cup. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> the World Cup goes on for like eighteen months. <laughs> I was thinking like. It's just going to be everyone, and they're going to use the new uh, Champions League format for the for the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the new thing of the WSL, the World the World Super League. <laughs> yeah, screw uh, club football. Yeah, internationals where it's at. Um, <clears throat> do you want to move on to the main event, England versus Netherlands '96? Yeah. I think this is often dubbed as one of England's best ever performances. Yeah. yeah, it's just the height of like English <coughs> hope. Do you reckon, or did that come in that year in two thousand? And no, this is probably this is probably it. Yeah. Football, it's just the peak. Football coming home, isn't it? Yeah. Although maybe beating Germany in two thousand and one, that was even only was that five one, five yeah, one. Yeah. But that was pretty like whoa, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like it's trying to find like the peak of like English like arrogance and pride at the same time because the and shock yeah, <laughs> those points in history cross over at the same point yeah. like as soon as we think yeah we're, we're getting good you're already you've thought too much about this and we're not as good as we actually you know, you know yeah too much help. before before <clears> kickoff <throat> like oh god you know I just hope we can win this but then by full time like yeah of course we fucking won fucking England aren't we 5-1 <laughs> well I, 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 before we start giving the facts about the game and stuff like one thing I read is that before this game the Dutch press were calling England a pub team like that's what we were getting called before <laughs> no, that game, right. like before you know that game in the tournament. Yeah. Um, to be fair though, I, I can understand why because like we look at you look <laughs> at that lineup. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally, we're going to it later, but literally like photographed I think about two weeks before this game in a pub in a <laughs> was in, it in, in Asia somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. T- Tony Adams as well, kind of being far from the pub. Yeah, you know? and Sheringham I think was actually with him that night. I don't think, uh, yeah. but like. You talk about like the Dutch being a bit confident. You look at that team on paper, like pfft, Van der Sar. You know, yeah. he looked older in this game than he did at United <laughs> like, ten years later. Like Daley Blind's dad, Clown Seidel, even like Michael Raziger. Like I didn't really appreciate it at the time. Like a class attacking fullback, Aaron Vinter. I think he was into at the time. Is that right? Ronald De Boer. Yordi Yo- Yo- Cruyff, yeah, I forget that actually, but uh, <laughs> and Bob's at Bergkamp up front. He got Cliver on Cliver the bench. off the bench, yeah. You can't even get Cliver <laughs> in your starting line. I'm like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And we beat them. <laughs> yeah. When, when, when was Bergkamp, when did he join Arsenal? What year? Literally this year, I think. Was it after this tournament? Was it 95 or 96? I think one of the graphics that came up said that he was an Arsenal player, so it must have been right. either the year before or... Or this summer. Before the, before the tournament. Yeah. So I think, did they buy him from Inter as well? I'm not sure where he came from. I think he came from Inter. Yeah. Again, just like, you know, cultured player. You know, the time England, English clubs weren't buying players <laughs> from Inter Milan kind of thing. You know? I think we'll get on to his presence in uh, their, their goal. Mm-hmm. So, very good. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Is there any, like, to caveat this, this is five years after I was born. So I obviously don't remember any of the tournament or anything. Oh, really? Like I was going to ask this. Like, are you both the same age? I'm a little older. Uh, my fir- I I remember. I do remember the penalty shootout happening because I remember that's my only memory of '96. 
for me, I was getting more aware of stuff in '98 when I was nine. I was a bit more, a bit older there, so I remember a lot more of that tournament, specifically the Argentina game of '98. Yeah, <laughs> but um, in terms of '96, I do remember like that penalty shootout at the end, like, and then Gareth Southgate, and then yeah, no, I don't want to go into the depth of Gareth Southgate, but the idea that he came back and managed England and won a penalty shootout in an international competition with England, I quite, I quite like just as a side thing. Um, <laughs> But yeah, they, they, that, that's what I remember from 96, the great kit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, in terms of that, like, I'm 10 years older than you guys. And like, 86 would have been my equivalent. And I remember 86 loads, even though like it was on late at night and stuff. I remember loads about it. Like, I had a little uh, Mexico World Cup football and stuff with PK. Like, there was a little uh, mascot called PK. I remember loads about that. And that was the first World Cup I have any memory of, kind of thing. Yeah. I, can't, yeah. I can't remember the mascot of this one. Was it a lion by any chance? Oh God! You know what? I don't know. <laughs> I see. I, I must have been. It must have been a lion. It was for the uh, '66 World Cup and all that much, like Leo the Lion or something. Yeah. Called, yeah, but that's what I was saying about like with '98 being the first one I was like properly aware of, and they had this that red and blue bird called Footix. I think his name was. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's. I, I had a little Tamagotchi of that when I was like nine. But yeah. in terms of '96, I'm, I'm sure it was a lion in an England kit or something. I'm sure it was something mad like that. I can't remember now. But can I just throw a couple of little things at you about this? Like, like from the time, like, I just left school when this tournament kicked off. Like, and Gaza's blonde hair was a massive deal at the time. Like, everyone in school had, like, Gaza. I wanted Gaza's blonde hair. <laughs> My mum was like, you are not dying your hair. <laughs> it's like everyone had that little, little blonde fuzz patch kind of thing. Uh, he was Hollywood, Gaza, when you were yeah, watching. At the time, like, yeah, it was big news at the time. Uh, yeah, I've, actually, I've got a, I found a quote um, from the Daily Mirror on Gascoigne from round 96. Gazza is no longer a fat, drunken imbecile. He is, in fact, a football genius. Um, <laughs> that was a quote from a Daily Mirror article following his goal against Scotland, which is in the game previous to this. So yeah. between Scotland, that goal against Scotland and this game about to talk about, <laughs> he was already getting called <laughs> a fat, drunken imbecile. Yeah. imbecile. Um, but then they took it back. Uh, but obviously, that's but, proven to be wrong. <laughs> well, it, well it, they took it back, but all it took was him to score like, one of the greatest goals of all time <laughs> for them to do it. Like, that's all it took. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard, it's it's mad to watching Gaza, like watching him in '96 in with today's like you know eyes, just knowing what yeah. what sort of followed in his life over the next sort of like 25 years. Yeah. It's 25 years now since that. Yeah. it's you know it's, it's quite 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 a long time. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a, he's Hollywood, isn't he, when you're watching it? But you can like alluded to it there, like how gross our media is, like, oh yeah, you know, they, they just turn on our sports teams and sports players on it, like, on a, you know, like a knife edge kind of thing, it just ruins people's careers and stuff like that. Yeah. People like Piers Morgan, you know what I mean, like in control <laughs> of this kind of thing, it's just like, yeah. it's so gross. <laughs> it's it's the, I, I keep referring to 98, but it's, um, Beckham was like, Public enemy number one after yeah. that after that tournament, yeah. like everybody was like, you know, fuck David Beckham. Yeah. Like when I when I was nine, everyone was like, fuck, fuck David Beckham. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know, it's it's the media in it, but that was the from from what I can tell from the time, like it was all very heavily like that was the the media back then. It was just that was that I was as bad as it was. It's it, still the same now. Like you, you look at Beckham now, he's like almost like a national treasure. Yeah. Is, is he a sir? No, no, he wants to be, but. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's, he's almost national treasure now. Yeah. After those emails, he'd be surprised if he wanted to be a. <laughs> like, oh, that was it. Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
He yeah. called uh, Catherine Jenkins a coked up uh, something or other. <laughs> I don't think he'll get the uh, <laughs> the knighthood now. <laughs> but like, uh, just to update quick on that, like uh, in the 2006 World Cup, when Rooney petulantly got sent off for like uh, yeah. kicking out at Ronaldo, and Ronaldo winked to the bench, and he like he was public enemy number one. It's like yeah. he, he winked. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want him to do? Like <laughs> at some point, it's pantomime, innit? it? Like that oh, yeah. was that was like panto that, but like even like. People hated him for that. Yeah, that's absolutely what I mean. hated Apparently him. Apparently, he was allowed to leave the United yeah. and stuff because of it. Like, yeah. He was scared to come back to the country yeah. and stuff like this. <laughs> yeah. um, you got any more build up to the sort of. Yeah, so it's just a little bit of build up. Like, just watching the game, like Wembley, like this is Wembley. Like, hmm. it made me miss the atmosphere of like all class stadiums kind of thing. Yeah. Just how close the fans are to the pitch and stuff, it just makes it something like well, how loud the, the acoustics are and stuff. It's still, I don't know whether it's still an athletics stadium, was it? They're not close behind the goals. Oh, or not behind the goals, but on the side, yeah. where yeah. The, the pitch side and it like it curls round. Yeah. It just like gives you that like uh, that feeling of like an amphitheatre or something. Yeah. Whereas like Wembley now, I don't know, it just doesn't have that. And no stadiums to me have that feel anymore where like it feels a lot more serene kind of things where it used to be, you know. Where, yeah, I think like like the new stadiums like Emirates and the Spurs Stadium, they they don't have it, and I think they are set a little bit further back because even in in their bowl <coughs> style, I think some of the older stadiums like Old Trafford Anfield, Goodison Park, I think like you are on top yeah they have that uh, like Goodison Park on a good night like yeah looks like that kind of thing like yeah, yeah. but uh, some of the camera shots of Wembley just look stunning and just like obviously yeah. Packed wasn't it like 76,000 or whatever? Yeah, I've got the attendance. Uh, I love yeah, that as well. Like it flashed up at the end, like sound attendance 76,798. Yeah. Does that still do that nowadays in football? I feel like I'm not seeing that for I years. I feel like that's not, you don't see that number. Like, it's been a thing, like when it flashed yeah. up at the end, it was like, yeah. oh, I think a few people. <laughs> Martin Tyler even sort of like mentioned it on the commentary. Yeah. You, just, you don't get that nowadays. Yeah, it's it's just wrong, Still blows my mind. Like, am I am I misremembering this? Is this like a Mandela a Mandela effect where you've misremembered something? But wasn't the game in Brazil in the uh, I can't remember which World Cup year it was. Twenty fourteen. No, I'm That's talking talking back like eighties. Oh. Um, wasn't there wasn't there a game where they had, they had like a registered like two hundred and eighty thousand people? There? Oh, that was the World Cup final in fifty eight at Brazil. Yeah, I think right, that yeah. one, yeah. yeah. 50s, well, it was unofficial, but they reckon there was over 200,000. Yeah, yeah. Because they all just, these were Georgia Cali, didn't they? Like, and Brazil lost. To Yoga Boy. Yeah, uh, just a couple of last things on it. One for you, Joe. Noticed uh, on, when, when a corner was being taken, nice little Tekken 2 advertising hoarding. <laughs> I missed that. I noticed that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is the summer of Tekken 2. Like, <laughs> I got my PS1 this summer when it launched in the UK, and I was like, oh. God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Olympic soccer on the PS1. <laughs> yeah. I, do, I remember the, the stickers advert. I saw that a lot. Um, but it's the same logo. <laughs> just <laughs> not changed it in it? 25 years. I was going to say briefly on like the advertising audience, like they just, I don't know whether it's nostalgia like kicking in like looking back on it, but I just thought they looked like so class. Like just... No, none of the electronic like who's yeah. like, yeah. like, yeah. like, yeah. on Just but those old hoardings and like classic uh, companies just like 
So that's great. Loved that. I, I was going to say, like, um, not so much with that, but, you know, the lettering on the back of the shirts and stuff. Yeah. For me, it felt massive. Like, the numbers and letters were absolutely yeah. huge. Southgate was, like, almost down his sleeves. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if you think about it, that makes sense of the time. It's like, you know, there was, the technology wasn't as well, as good as it is now. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, they probably did need those massive, like, numbers and, like, letters on the back because there'll be foreign commentaries who are going to have to look at them yeah. with reference the notes and stuff, like... I don't know whether it's... I don't know the history of, like, shirt names and numbers. Like, well, names, really, because they have... I think they've always had numbers, but shirt names. Is that for TV? Because if it is for TV, they would have to be that big. I don't think it's enough. quality. There's not be a total conspiracy theory, but it came in in 92, 93, the names on the back for the Premier League. Right. I, like I generally think it's because they could sell like lads on the back of shirts yeah. for like five pound a lot. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like United had Kinshelskis at the time, so it cost a fortune to get Kinshelskis on the back of your shirt, kind of thing. Yeah, didn't you use paper there rather than it was like it wasn't good. Yeah, it wasn't good quality. Like probably come off after a couple of washes, kind of thing. Yeah. But I remember everyone at school with like United shirts on that year, and it was all Kinshelskis and stuff, and I was like, that cost you a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've got a couple of facts I just want to bring up just on, on the build-up to the game. Um, yeah. So at this point in time, um, they ended up 12th, I think, after the tournament, but in the lead-up to the tournament, England's ranking was 24th in the FIFA rankings, yeah. which is, you know... It's... That, that surprised me that they're that low. I I think I've always had in my head that England are always, like, top 10 at least. Like, well, well, I see, I'm the other way with that. Like, well, so we come up, yeah. I was just going to say, this is uh, following 94, isn't it? The World Cup where we didn't even qualify. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, with, with us not qualifying for that, that probably had a hefty impact on us uh, not being not being sort of... Well, we were seeded when we obviously... Hosting, but yeah. you know, if we if we didn't get that, I don't know where we'd have ended up. <laughs> yeah, that was a massive deal at the time that we didn't, didn't England did it get to the '94 World Cup. We've been to every tournament. Oh no, we didn't get to 2008 Euros, did we? But every other tournament since we've got to. But like we mentioned before, like Italy miss World Cups all the time, and it just seems like and Holland do as well. And it's like, yeah. oh, just miss the World Cup. For England, it was like a national tragedy <laughs> to get to the '94 World Cup. Kind of thing, you know what I mean? Again, we have this like this media kind of like background to all of our yeah. sports and stuff that just. Makes things like seem so much more dramatic in this country, I think. Yeah, yeah. and that's partly what holds us back in terms of winning stuff. I think because there's so much pressure on the teams and stuff to actually win something that it uh, has a counter counter effect kind yeah. of thing to it. Yeah, yeah. counterproductive effect on it. And I was I was going to say that it, today going into Euro 2021, I'm not calling it Euro 2020. I'm not. <laughs> um, Ukraine are the 24th uh, place team in the FIFA ranking, so Ukraine are the you know, the equivalent to what we were going into Euro 96, yeah. which is quite interesting to think about, to be honest, because I, like you, Sam, like I, I look back at this thinking, oh, England, England, you know, we're probably well thought of, we've probably always hovered around that, yeah. that top 10 area. Um, whereas today, we're, we're ranked fourth going into this tournament. Fourth? We're, we're FIFA In ranked, the world? FIFA ranked fourth. <laughs> Got Germany outside the top 10. Um, can't remember who's top now, FIFA rankings. I think it might be Belgium or France. Must be it's got to be France, surely. It's France or Belgium. World champions. Yeah, it's France, or, it's France or Belgium, and then the other one, and then it's Brazil third, and then we're right. fourth. We're just, just slightly behind Brazil. <laughs> um, but I just I like the idea that the way that we probably look at the Ukraine team today, you know, they, you know, they're not they're not exactly like blowing people away. That's what we were in ninety six. We yeah. yeah, but then you think about all the hope and like the it's coming home and all that. It's like we were. We were ranked twenty fourth at that time. Like, yeah, and we thought we were going to win it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, a couple of quick points. 
Did he catch the uh, the Holland tracksuit that the subs were wearing? That was they had a fade on. Had a fade on it. Uh, it was the Holland flag, red, white, yeah. red, white, and blue. That's right. Isn't it? Yeah. I think it was like I think it was white, and then red faded in, and then like the big blue bars. I was yeah. like, oh yeah, that, that is a class tracksuit. And all that like white collar, with a little blue accent on the collar as well. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Netherlands have often had like good shirts, and it's like pretty fashionable. Or hipster to be wearing it, like yeah. uh, old Holland shirt or the, the, the tracksuit. Yeah. Then you look yeah. at David Seaman's range of goalkeeper kit over yeah. the years, and it's just <laughs> yeah, some of them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know who we've got into designing <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> a bit mad. <laughs> I think um, I think talking about this being in 1986. I don't know if it was straight after this tournament or not, but did David Seaman pretty much become like an A-list celebrity after this tournament? Yeah, I, I, you know what? I was going to come on to that later on. Like, I think this tournament, like uh, they called him like Spunky Seaman and stuff, didn't they? Like, they <laughs> genuinely, a lot of had these weird nicknames for him and stuff. Like, uh, they got on like, do you, do you remember? Uh, they think it's all over. The yeah, yeah, yeah. He got on there. I think it's a recurring captain and stuff like off <laughs> yeah. the back of. I think I remember him appearing on there. Yeah, and he had like uh, after this, he did the ponytail and stuff, and it was like, oh yeah, David yeah. Seaman. That's what he's known for, like the, the tash and the ponytail and stuff like. Yeah. I think like um, when I saw it because it pops up every now and again with like the player's info. It had his age on it when it came up for Seaman. It's, he was thirty three. I thought that's a lot older than I thought he was then, like because. He still played at like I remember too. I like the tournament I remember is two thousand two, and he was obviously playing in that. Yeah, for that infamous goal. But uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I seem to remember him just going on forever. I know goalkeepers, you can you can go up to, but he, he what was he thirty eight then? Thirty nine. Thirty nine. I think top, he played World for two goal. years after that at City, didn't he? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it's mad when you say that though, because it's like I know what you're saying about like, goalkeepers. Obviously, their their careers are probably like. You know, and ten years later than you, your outfield players. But yeah. knowing that David Team was older in nineteen ninety six than I am today, and my football career's finished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fairly young team all round. I mean, look at it. So yeah, like, yeah. All the only one older than that is Pierce at thirty four. He was thirty four at this point. Yeah. Uh, was this his last? Was he in 98? I feel like this might have been his last. This must have been his last, I think. It's got to have been, hasn't it? Would it have been, been Lasso at left back in 98? See, Pierce isn't in my my childhood memory England team. Do you oh, know really? what I mean? He's not in there, so I feel like it's just the cut off this. I think he, what, he must have been in the 98 team. Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, you've got your childhood team like sort of cemented in your head. So for me, it's like, like Redknapp and McManaman. Mm. Obviously, Liverpool players, but they were the English team as well. Yeah, I know what you mean. Though. With Pierce, it was like that. I feel like that came after when I got interested in football. Right. Well, Adams was Adams at 98. I think Adams was. He was Adam, Adams at 29. Uh, uh, yeah. He was, I'm sure he was. I know Saul Campbell was there in 98. Yeah. David Platt as well. Um, oh, I was on the bench one year. Yeah, I didn't get on, did he? <laughs> oh, yeah. he came on in this game, didn't he? Oh, he did he? Yeah. Well, I okay. didn't catch that bit. I remember he came on. He came on, on at the end. That's right. The first thing he did was misplace a pass. <laughs> and then he misplaced a pass it later on. I was like, are you awful? Or like, is this just a bad, like... <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't really help coming on, did you? <laughs> See, I had I had a metal silver, like... I can't remember if it was in, like a, a coin or like a pog, but it was a David Platt one. And I remember having it, it was just like a silver embossed like David Platt face and it, it just had Platt underneath it. I was like, I can't remember where that is or, or where I got it, but I've got that. I don't know why 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 anyone would want David Platt. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of them though, like... Um, no disrespect. Well, we mentioned before, like about the, the culture of like the Holland players and stuff. David Platt, a bit... Gaza wasn't... Gaza was cultured in terms of skill, but obviously 
terms of his lifestyle, it wasn't what felt a bit like he'd been to like Italy and stuff at this point. Felt like he was a cultured player in the England squad, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, but he didn't, uh, like I say, he only got on for the last, what, five minutes or something in this yeah, one. Yeah, he came on towards the end, I can't remember where. Yeah. You've both seen that goal against Belgium, haven't you, in 1990 that Platt scored so. To get us past Belgium, like the I can't, I can't picture it. The extra time the ball comes across his body and he just like volleys it into the top corner, and, like we beat Belgium one 0 to get to the uh, quarters. I think that was. Mm. Yeah. I think possibly now you mentioned like not one of the all time like classic yeah. goals. Yeah, yeah. Really good. I was a baby at that point, so I've <laughs> not come back yet. <laughs> just one last point before we get to the game. This is from mainly from memory, but this the game the game actually confirmed it for me. Shearer at this point wasn't an established England player. Like they had a real issue at the time with like strikers. Andy Cole never cut it for England. He scored like two goals maybe for England. Robbie Fowler gets on later on in this game, but he never did it for England. He was Fowler was even younger at this cut tournament. Yeah, he was literally a teenager, I think. Yeah, so Shearer was twenty five. And it was his 26th of 63 caps for England, and it was only his 8th and 9th goal for yeah. England. Whereas you can compare that to sort of like strikers these days. I'm sure, like, I don't know. Like, obviously, Rooney scored a hatful, but Dominic Calvert Lewin can't be far off 8 or 9 goals. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to derail your share coming yet, John, but uh, just, just thinking about the share, like, when he scores the penalty. Oh, we <laughs> nearly had a spillage on the airport there, live spillage. Um, when when he scores the penalty and he runs off with his arm in the air, pretty sure they they made mention on the commentary that this was like his first like penalty for England in the tournament. And I was thinking that's that blew my mind hearing that yeah. because yeah. I only know Shearer has taken penalties <laughs> for England, like yeah, like notorious for his penalties, but yeah. never really. Well, probably, probably maybe from that point was given. He had the celebration as well. Like, I get he was doing that at Newcastle and stuff. But seeing him do that in an England show, probably his first England competitive penalty score, and he's, he runs away doing that. So you can like that's that's cool watching that. The, the first time he'd done that for England in those circumstances. Yeah, well, it's very interesting. That's the thing. Like, well, actually, I got the note saying like it was an iconic thing. Even his penalty, like to the left, would just blast oh, yeah. it yeah. and run off of the arm. Like that's the iconic share thing. But this is the first time he did it for England. You know, yeah. it yeah. proper looked like he was celebrating before it really even crossed. Yeah. But again, in terms of like time and how you remember stuff, it felt to me like Shearer was just, like this England legend. He was only played for four years from this yeah. point on. He, played, he retired in two thousand for England. And it the, the strikers around that point was just in like so, so many strikers that none of them sort of like actually stamped the mark like on that time period it was just a, so many of them I think like I said before this is tried loads of players like Andy Cole was the big one who just wouldn't score for England mm. and it's this tournament that like solidified on Shearer as the, the main striker yeah you know. um, I'll finish with my my hype for the game uh, yeah yeah uh, yeah me too. Um, okay, I think we'll take a quick break and then after after that we'll come back and dive into the full game. So on a night when England only need to draw to top group A, draw equals qualification for both teams. Welcome back to Full Time Review. This episode we're reviewing England versus Netherlands from 96 and we're going to get into the full game now. Um, I think the TV coverage I was just going to touch on uh, the like the build up the the graphics, I just I love to see those. Like, oh yeah, yeah. That nostalgia. No. Yeah, I suppose. And uh, but like the way they they scrolled down, and then you had a different fade into like the formations and a, a different fade. Like obviously the director is just like 
using up any any effects he could because it was probably fairly new at the time. So I was sort of effects like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I just felt like even the crowd noise, and I don't know whether it was like the sound quality or the pitch quality that we watched it on, uh, it, it and the graphics probably felt like I was about to start playing like sensible soccer or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think the, I think when you mentioned the crowd there, I think some of that's probably just the crowd being so good as well though because yeah. I think what I read was that um, this was the only England game where the England fans didn't completely dwarf the opposition like the Dutch fans there was a massive turnout of Dutch yeah. fans for this game uh, yeah. and this was like the one game that England had where it was a bit more 50-50 so it felt more like a almost like a cup final atmosphere because yeah. it was like half half and half rather than 70% England 30% like Scotland you know there's, yeah. a, there's a couple of shots of the uh, Dutch fans wasn't there and they had like a huge section and it is just all orange, orange yeah. and like typically um, but like it's a tournament sounding kind of like like atmosphere to it with horns and yeah, like yeah. whistles and stuff like that rather than what you get in the Premier League where it's <laughs> just chance but yeah. no, I did you like mean, that and, you mentioned horns I think that's what we need for Euro 2021 we need to bring back the Vuvuzela <laughs> South African 20 to 10 yeah. that steady drone <laughs> Under the crowd noise. Like, try and do the podcast with it in the background, just like <laughs> We should get a view of for the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so we're getting on to the game. Um I think one of the first things I noticed, not actually to do with the game again with the T V coverage, but Martin Tyler is the commentator and there's no co coms for the uh for the uh well, I will say version that we watched. Uh because mm. I'm unsure whether this is like the TV broadcast uh, whether this is Sky's or BBC's or yeah. who would have actually shown this like yeah I'm not sure either but like I say Martin Tyler the consummate professional that must be so hard to contact the game on your own with no one to bounce off kind of thing yeah. just he had a couple of cracking uh, comments as well like one what I took a note of was uh, when he was talking about Gaza he said I think he, I think Gaza had just done a shot and he said at times he's a crack shot and at other times He's a crackpot. <laughs> and I was thinking, I doubt you'd get away with saying that in, in 2020, yeah, 2021. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I've written that down as well. <laughs> I'm not like Martin Tyler's biggest fan. Like, I think like he comes out with those uh, phrases and he like, came out with like, uh, De Bruyne, De Gea, De Arby. Like, in, in, in the United game, I was like, when he comes out of phrase like that, it's so cringy. I was like, this this must be where he's come from. He's been doing it for 25 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, touching on Gazza as well, it's sort of, uh, I thought he was, his flicks and uh, just going past players, like just breezing past them. I like I can't say I've ever watched much of Gazza, but seeing him do that in, the, in this game was sort of like, it's just incredible to see, wasn't it? And sort of like just how, talented he was uh, I, yeah thought it was really good yeah there's a couple of players like doing the odd like back heel on this I think like I know we've, we're going to go through a bit more you know chronologically but Ince when he won the penalty he, uh, he, yeah, yeah. that was that was like a textbook like yeah. a fantastic way of winning a penalty there. great yeah. touch like just amazing sort of, like back heel yeah. behind him wasn't it and, uh... Everything's getting there now making his stride Ince is there as well penalty for England Danny Blint. How will Shearer fare for England? He scores! Halfway through the first half. 1-0 to England. Well, Anderson 
nutmegging people at points during the game as well. And you're thinking like, are we, are we like, we're, we're really <laughs> well, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, like in terms of not being good, I love at the very start of the game, like it was Burkamp like bearing down on the England goal about 30 yards out in the south of nowhere, just creams him kind of thing. <laughs> how he didn't get booked then, I don't know. But like, if you were Tony Venables, like again, just how the game's changed. Like that nowadays, if you'd have given away a free kick, Directly in front of goal, about twenty five yards out, you'd have been like, "You're coming off!" Like, yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't give Bergkamp a free kick there. But just like the first two minutes, but it was that, it was that Witchka, I think anyway, you took it in the end and just like blasted it over. Yeah. Just the way the game's changed, like just per, just let know you're there, give away a free kick right in front of goal, kind of thing. So many of the tackles was absolutely horrendous, and like you say, yeah. how more yellow cards weren't given out, <clears throat> or even red cards. I think there's a Sheringham one. And it, um, he went in like knee height and caught his knee, like or oh, so or on Sheringham. No, no, okay. Sheringham did it too. So I was like, that's unbelievable. <laughs> like he, he didn't even get a yellow card for it uh, because I think Sheringham like stayed down and he was like tying his laces or something. I think like I was like, how has he got away with that? That's... But before we won the penalty, we had a penalty shot where Sheringham like put yeah. the ball down. And one of the Dutch players actually raked the studs down his leg. Yeah. The ref was like, no, you know, play on, play on. But it's like, what? <laughs> I think I, when I saw that, I thought that would, that would definitely be given these days. Or yeah, definitely. Any kind of contact like that in the yeah. box now. The AI yeah, be given do you, do you yeah, reckon, definitely. Do you reckon the attitude that we had in that though, and like with just our sheer quality as well, might be down to the team talk before the game? So I read that um, since then they were talking about how Venables had like an hour and a half team talk with them oh, really? before the game and like proper like basically made them think yeah like they, apparently every every player came out of that thinking they were better than their counterpart on pitch and so if you've walked if you walk into that game with that belief yeah. you are going to start like creaming yeah. people as well because you just think you're going to be you're, you're going to be better right yeah. I think he was at his peak at this point Venables he was a good manager you know at this point yeah. like he was a he'd been to Barcelona was that the late 80s maybe early 90s at this point he'd managed Barcelona came out to Tottenham and then went from Tottenham to, to England kind of thing so you know Funny looking back now, but he was like one of the peak managers in European football at the time, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Talking of the, uh, well, the tackles and the yellow cards, the referee, the way he gave it, yellow card was very flamboyant. I, thought that was, well, I didn't even notice that. Bring that back. Sort of very uh, <laughs> yellow card all the way behind his head and threw it, threw it forward. So. Very uh, theatrical kind yeah. of thing. Bring more for that, more for theatrics. <laughs> Just in terms of England going from like really good to really bad. There was one bit on 12 minutes where like England just getting getting the foot in the game kind of thing, uh, playing the rock ball around. Did this really nice bit of like little diamond passing, tiki-taka football. Like the ball was going around McManaman, Gaza, back to wins, but McManaman. Then the ball like fired out to uh, Genev on the wing. Genev comes bombing forward, whips it in straight out of the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, that, that was good until... Uh... <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I still want me to apologise straight after. Like, Sorry. <laughs> I thought England were really good. I thought like more on top, I suppose, and I thought Netherlands looked like more like they were trying to counter on England. But I thought it was quite open. Whenever Netherlands got the ball, I was like, "Where's our midfield?" <laughs> no, I think, I think the goal changed it. But like before that, I've got notes saying like almost like every five minutes, the each team was like huffing and puffing to just like play the ball around and have yeah. a little goal kind of thing, and then it'd be a whole five minutes kind of thing. And I don't. It could just be the one-off game, sort of like tournament style game that you get. I don't, I don't know whether it is the typical of football at the time but it just felt like you get the ball you get you get it forward as quickly as possible there was no sort of like right we'll just control the ball keep it pass it around the back four even give the keeper a touch there was none of that like keepers were not going to touch in this game Um, this is why I like 90s football because it's just like mile a minute kind of thing yeah Yeah, I loved it 
<laughs> like say obviously this is one of our best performances but like one of our goals like one comes from a long ball basically you know yeah. like it's, it's not not all that cultured kind of thing just like hoof the ball up it's a great goal at the end of it but to get the ball up there it just hoofed it up kind of thing I mean for the first goal it's really good play sort of like a good ball into Ince isn't it like around the yeah yeah Anderson who played it I think so yeah he had a blinder in like this game yeah, there was a few players. I think for me, that my man of the match was McManaman. He didn't, yeah. uh, he didn't get much praise, but the amount of like he was always in space, to, like during the you know help the attack move forward mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, there's a moment before the first goal. Oh no, it's the second goal. I'm jumping ahead there. I'll come back to that. But uh, yeah, McManaman was just, like always in space kind of thing, like just dragging defenses out of position and stuff, and just you know like buying time for the team to get forward and stuff. Mm. Yeah, really good. This wasn't even McManaman's peak for me. I think he peaked a few years later. Didn't oh, definitely. Was it 99 going to Madrid? I'd say, yeah, he probably yeah. that was when he peaked, wasn't it? And just as he yeah. moved. Yeah. I thought um, <clears throat> Seaman had made a great save after sort of like uh, Southgate's error. Uh, oh, God. Was, yeah. I thought it was a class save. Sort of like we were 1 0 up at the time. And yeah, 40 minutes that is, yeah. I thought that was a great save too. You mentioned before, like, yeah, that Southgate, that was horrendous. You tried to head it back, didn't you? Yeah. Just made an absolute hash of it. But again, Seymour with the left hand, a bit strong save with the left hand. Yeah. When you think like Joe Hart, he couldn't save with his left hand. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you're not a keeper now. You, know? yeah. <laughs> you can't save with your left hand. But yeah, it was a great save. Yeah, that, that could have leveled the game up, come in a different game after that kind of thing. But... Uh, apart from that, from Southgate, I thought he was like pretty pretty good. Like, marauding forwards. It was like, like, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. whenever they try and break, he'd come up and like, hammer yeah. the ball forward. Had a decent pass on him and... Yeah, yeah, I thought he was good. But I think that was like that was only his sixth cap for England. Was it really? Yeah. Like a short, yeah. short at the back. Right? Was he at Villa at this point? Yeah, just a look. Uh, Villa, yeah, seventh cap. He was twenty-five. Right, good deal. So, come a long way now. Which 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 club contributed the most team uh, players to the England team in '96? Or is that a, is that a quick? I think fact. Uh, was Gaz at Rangers at this point? Gaz is playing Gaz at Rangers. Spurs have got a couple of Arsenal. It's not Blackburn, is it? Shearer's <clears throat> at Blackburn, wasn't it? Shearer's at Blackburn. Uh, oh, Arsenal? Couple of Adam players. Yeah, it is Arsenal. David like, Seaman. Arsenal with Seaman Adams. Mm. Paul Ince is at Inter. David Platt. <clears throat> he was at Arsenal, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so Arsenal with three, Liverpool with two, United with one. I can't see the rest of the bench. <clears throat> yeah, just want to mention as well, like uh, again, Martin Tyler mentioned, just like an offhand comment about like there's always a debate around like uh, the England players' wives and girlfriends, uh, what games they can come to and stuff, and should they be with them? Should they be with the squad? And I just thought like that was a lot more prevalent 15 years later. <clears throat> like he's like ahead of the time. Yeah, yeah, that sort of like in 2010, that was like the big story. What about the England camp? About the. Uh, Posh and, uh, Posh and Betts and Cheryl Cole, she was there yeah, as well, but yeah, she knew yeah. all like interfering with the team and stuff. And uh, yeah, I just thought that was a funny little comment to throw in there 15 years before. So yeah, actually, was a yeah, problem. Saw the wag movement coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to mention, Joe, Joe covered it as well, but like Anderton, when he when he met uh, Aaron Vinter, like absolutely crucified him. And Vinter just like grabs his arm. I think he might have got a booking for that, maybe. But it's like, like it just, it, Vinter should have just like. Walked off the pitch at that point. He got absolutely crucified by her. Yeah. <laughs> by uh, old Daz, Daz Anderson. There is one Holland chance, <clears throat> which uh, the referee very much helped out with, didn't he? Is this the uh, 
The side off one. I think it's side off, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's um yeah, he <clears> tries <throat> tries to pass, doesn't he? Attempts to pass, bounces off the ankle of the referee, bounces back to him, it just takes a, a mean shot. Yeah. And it was it's a, it was a powerful one. It, it wasn't on target, but it was very close. Yeah. And he, he, if he'd have scored that, I think the the ref would have been pretty embarrassed about it. Um, <clears throat> well, you notice straight afterwards, obviously, like he's he's obviously gutted, he's missed the shot, and then it, the camera pans to the, the referee, and you you just see him just have a big sigh of relief because <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm glad, glad that one didn't go in. <laughs> it really helped Sadoff though because Sadoff's like passing it past the player and as soon as it bounces off the ref, like Sadoff's like turned and he's like got a free yeah. shot on goal. It completely does the England yeah. player. <laughs> it's, it's active thinking that. He was thinking yeah. it right, like, just right on the ball where, as you would say. <laughs> yeah. I think it was just before that chance as well that it's got like a daft booking kind of thing. I think he... Uh, like kind of ran across someone like body checked and just stuck his arm out but the booking meant he would have missed the quarterfinals but yeah. luckily it didn't matter anyway they got through anyway didn't they but uh, yeah. yeah or worth mentioning at half time as well the corner count was 8-2 to Holland yeah well, <laughs> I didn't realise it was yeah, so I saw they had 8 and I was like that's yeah so even though it was <laughs> like a, a fairly balanced game you just look at that and think like Holland are pretty good <laughs> um Want to move on to the second half? Yeah, we're sort of sub at half time. Johan de Kock, good name. He came yeah. on. Yeah. This is where the action happens in this half. Yeah, this yeah. Is, this is the, uh, the feisty one. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I think it's around 50th minute, isn't it? Sort of England win a corner. Well, that corner, I just want to mention, that's what I've said before. Like Anderson, but Manaman just found space on the right. Anderson like, set him going. And it was Manaman like burst away. I think he put the cross in. Did it get like deflected wide or yeah. headed head for a corner? I think, but that was a great move to actually, uh, yeah. actually win the corner. Yeah, there's, <clears throat> there's some really good stuff from England, I thought. But uh, yeah, that corner swung in by Gaza. Uh, I think Tyler comments on uh, how high the uh, the corner went. I think it was <laughs> how really... high Gaza was. It? <laughs> 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 uh, it really it wasn't. It? And I don't like the way Sheringham. I, was like, I don't think it was that good a corner. <laughs> no, it's sort of like it's not aimed. It's not the sort of yeah. like and no on, pace on, on it or anything. Like, like. Sheringham has to do all the work with that. It's just it's going way over it. He's on his back foot, like, yeah. back pedaling. It still gets the kind of the momentum to header it yeah. down. Like, it's yeah. a weird one, but it's great, great header. And yeah, Sheringham's a class Tony Adams, who hasn't scored for England since 1988, makes his way up to try and uh, put that matter to right. Sheringham got man of the match in this game, didn't he? Did he? I think he did, yeah. Well, that, what I saw. Again, he was class, but that'll be for the uh, is it the third goal? Yeah, it's the third goal where like... Well, where he, I mean, it's literally four minutes later, isn't it, the third goal? Do you want to just jump onto that? Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, it's three quick goals, really. Wasn't it's, it? It, yeah, is, yeah, is it the space of ten minutes? Or yeah, ten minutes, yeah. 51, 57 and 62, apparently, yeah. 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 But like I say, it's like a... I've got it here, it's like Gaza, to a man of moon. Back to Gaza, he then finds Sheringham. But like the way he sells it, like when you think he's going to shoot Sheringham, it's completely like his body movement just like just a little side pass to it to yeah. Like it's just class the uh, the movement he does. That was my favourite moment of this this whole game. That's that's probably that's that's what like one of the things I absolutely like love about football is when you see someone they could take the shot, but they just pass yeah. it on, and and someone else gets the glory. I know Sheringham got two goals anyway in this game, but. Could have been, could have been, could have had a trick in this game, like quite easily. Like 
Gascoigne into the area. Sheringham, it's cut back for him. It's set up for Shearer. 3-0. like a lazy thing to say but like, that's one of them where like if Messi or Ronaldo did that you'd never really end of it kind of thing. Like, what, <laughs> yeah. that little pass that he did there was absolute class kind yeah, of yeah. Things, the way he sold it and stuff and uh, share a finish typical share a shot like, like, yeah, just boom like. yeah. I, I don't think I appreciate it as much like, nowadays as I would have done had I been watching football more regularly about them but share is just like it's oh, just yeah. absolutely class, isn't he? Pete Shearer, like, he was amazing, wasn't he? Just yeah. like, as soon as he gets the ball, you're thinking, right, well, he's going to shoot it, he's going to absolutely blast it in. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I like Harry Kane, but you never have that feeling with dude with Kane that it did feel with, with Shearer. That's why I think we always thought we could win it, because we had Shearer up front. It's like he'll score goals out of nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I said, Kane is good, but I just don't think there's that level of ruthlessness with him, kind of thing. Yeah. Lovely, almost tick attacker style, and then he just slams it home, doesn't he? So, yeah. Yeah, also, with that. Like Gaza could have gone down. Did you see that? Like he got yeah, yeah, cl- yeah. clattered in the area. Which these days definitely the player definitely would have gone down. <laughs> yeah, definitely get stayed up. Yeah. Yeah, the that whole that whole build up to that goal is just that's peak England for me. Like it's just, you know, watching that back, I was thinking like yeah. I can't think of many, many better times to have played than, than yeah. that. I think uh after the second goal you could really hear the atmosphere sort of like just Sounding incredible and sort of like, and then after the third goal, it goes up another notch, and you sort of like, if you, to be there in that stadium at that time, winning 3 0 against Netherlands, you just like, good. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, class. Yeah. Um, I just yeah. mentioned as well after that goal, like just a tactical thing. The, I don't know if you remember, but Sven got loads of credit in the early 2000s for like discovering the diamond. Do you remember that <laughs> sort of like? Yeah, I remember a lot being said about that. Yeah. It was some like game like away in Slovakia and we were like struggling to like do anything. And he, he came up with this diamond formation and it, like it worked wonders. It's like oh Sven, you know, we found the, the, di- the diamond in Slovakia. It was amazing. We played a diamond in this game. Like yeah. we had like the four the four people like that. And after that third goal, you could just see how compact they all got. Like there were times when Holland were coming forward and you had the four people in the field just like you're not going through. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just funny looking at it now like that you know. Sven being a foreign manager is like, oh, such a genius. And like, Venables was doing yeah. that like 10 years before. You know what I mean? Like, I, could, I couldn't work out the Netherlands formation. Like, it showed yeah. it before and it. I don't know whether it was... That like, wasn't what they were playing in other thing, whatever it, they showed. I couldn't <laughs> tell whether it was like 3-4-3, 3-1-3-3, or 3-3-3-1. Like, it's just... I think they showed it as, again, the diamond kind of thing. It, like yeah, I think that had a diamond, but then it's just... But diamonds. I don't think they were playing that. No, no. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned Sven then, I think that'd be a little podcast subject like that. Just Sven and Gerard and Lampard. I mean just just that whole conundrum, yeah. that riddle of what you're trying to solve there, that's its own podcast series, like trying to figure out if you can do it. And, and the solution ended up being forcing your best midfielder to retire. It's <laughs> <laughs> like that a great solution. <laughs> so uh <clears throat> the fourth goal yeah. comes even just a few minutes after that. Oh, this is the one. Was it the one before where it was just a long ball up and he, got, he gets headed on? Was that the third one or this one? I can't think now, but one of them just got like a long ball up and somebody head, like glanced it header on. It might have been the third one, maybe. Well, the third one is really good play. That could have come from the long ball yeah, coming down yeah. on the left-hand side. Um, this fourth one is where Sheringham pounces on the rebound. I think it's Anderson, yeah, yeah, Anderson, Anderson takes a shot, but that could have been a long ball forward. I think this is the one, maybe, a long ball forward, but... 
the snipper of the worst goal, even the shots deflected into the uh, the yeah. Amazon shot. Uh, yeah, shots just, deflected, and there's the follow-up to the the chewing. Yeah, yeah. I think Tyler mentions those. Yeah, like Tyler's like all showing him quick off the mark to get them. It's like he, he couldn't look any slower. Like, <laughs> how he this lumpy like this. I'm over Sheridan for this this game because for me convinced. he's always been 40 years old. Right, I'm going <laughs> to guess. I'm going to guess 30. Do you reckon 30? Yeah. 29. You should have stopped with it. Oh, 30, oh. two months, 16 days. It was his 18th cap out of 51 for England. So majority of the caps came after 30. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, for me he's always been 40 years old. Yeah. That's yeah. it. I think United must have bought him when he was like 32 or something. Yeah. yeah. This was only his third and fourth goal for England in those years. Really? really? That's crazy, isn't it? Bloody hell. Yeah. That's mad. Because we're already calling it the SES at this point, weren't we? With um, well, Sheeran, that was Sheeran and Sheeran. That was Sheeran Sutton, that was Blackburn, the SES. No, I, I've seen it written for Sheeran and Sheeran. It probably works, doesn't it? Reeves and headlines. I think the game changes a bit after this. Netherlands sort of like from yeah. start throwing the kitchen sink at yeah. England and then uh, England become the ones that are uh, dangerous on the counter. Oh, it's worth mentioning though, because I remember this at the time, like it became a thing after that goal where like people were like, God, it's four goals. Any more goals of Scotland might qualify. So <laughs> like, generally people were like, another goal, if Scotland get one, like, we'll go through kind of thing. And then like, people were like, well, will Scotland qualify? And it's like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> they won't qualify. <laughs> they, uh, they kept referring to the Scotland game or sort of yeah. like, um, that their result can affect whether Netherlands go through and all that. They could have so, took home spot, I think, yeah. to go through, yeah. Uh, you never hear like, the score or anything like yeah. that. They don't keep them updated. Even after the fi- uh, final whistle, sort of like, they'll be waiting to hear news from Villa Park. It's like, <laughs> these days, you just, like, anyone at home would just be keeping it on an app or like, check phone, even yeah. have, like dual screen or whatever like that. <laughs> but 96, can't, can't get a result from another ground in England. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, the only note I've got after that is the uh, the foot. Well, the first goal for Holland, uh, class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. When when they, when when I was watching that, and I, I saw how how they delivered it. Um, I was just watching it, thinking like that's that's what scares me about when you're watching an England team and you see the other team do that, and you're like, right, we've got no answer for that. Like that was that was genius what they just did. Yeah, yeah. a little ball over the top to Clivers. <laughs> yeah, Bear comes to Clivers, and it's just like you look at it, and you're like. That's that's world class what you've just done there. Yeah. yeah. So good. That bit, the Bergkamp touching in that ball over the top. Yeah. Fantastic finish yeah. to that. Yeah. Over Adams. To Bergkamp. This is Kleiman. It's a real chance and Holland have got one back. And you have to say they deserve that. Megged him as well, didn't he? Sure. Oh, he did, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Talking about Megs in this game, there's quite a few. Their goal was that. Seema should have walked off after that. (laughs) (laughs) But like, um, that was the goal, wasn't it? They got Holland through, or were they already through at that point? I think they probably would have gone through anyway. But cemented it. Yeah, that's made sure kind of thing. Like, yeah. I was going to say, like, that would have been like that was quite the suitable goal to you know help get you through for them. Yeah. I know they were losing, you know, four goals down, but scoring that, like. The England players fully heard, like, they're like, Scotland could go through, and they're like, oh, just fucking calm down, like, let, <laughs> let them score one at least. <laughs> I think I've only got one more point, but it's like, 
I think the Dutch right back sort of like is oh, burst, Michael Raziger bursting past uh, Pierce and so like I'm sure Pierce does catch him or gets close to him and then the right back goes down sort of like a couple of steps oh, later yeah, it's yeah. like a big dive and Pierce sort of like goes over to sell him off because yeah. I was that right back Pierce like just shouting at you might not be able to know a word of what Pierce is saying but you're going to be scared <laughs> I love that though because like Martin Tyler's proper like outraged about it saying, oh it's disgusting. Yeah. That happens like five times a week now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's standard now. <laughs> but yeah, he was one of the players I'd always uh, sell first on Football Channel 99. Michael Grazie when I took over at Barcelona. Get, get him straight out. <laughs> Too old by that point. <laughs> I think uh, last five minutes or so I think Holland sort of like not give up but they either they stop stop attacking as much and then you get uh, England with a lot more possession in the Olays going around uh, Wembley. <laughs> yeah. As good to hear. Yeah. But us, us busting out the Olays and yeah. it's like yeah. a Dutch team as good as they were with it. Like you look at the total, look at the names. total football against the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You look at the names of our team and then we're all laying at them and you're thinking like yeah we're, this is it. This is the peak. <laughs> this is the pinnacle of English yeah. football. <laughs> that Holland team. It was. <laughs> yeah. That Holland team went to a World Cup two years later and Probably should have won it in '98. They got to the semi-finals, but I think France knocked them out in the semi-finals. But they were, they were class that year. Mm. My last notes. I mentioned like Robbie Fowler came on. It's just funny seeing him now. Like he never looked like a teenager. You know, what I mean? he, <laughs> no. must have, he must have been about eighteen at this point. You're like he looks thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he never worked out for England. But again, Martin Tyler made a little comment about like how there was a lack of relationship between the. The players and the media. Did you catch that? And it's all going yeah. back to that dentist chair thing because, yeah. like, two weeks earlier, they've been like absolutely like pillaged by the media because of it. And like, you just think, I know it's probably not. You don't want your, your footballs doing stuff like that. But it's like they're just lads having a, a few drinks, weren't they? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's, it's totally different back then, wasn't it? It's all like you didn't have the foreign foreign influence of sort of like Wenger. Um, yeah, he yeah, was coming into it who yeah, in well, in 2000, um, started a big influence on it. So before those times, it was sort of like going out for a pint after the game or anything like that was standard. Well, yeah, definitely. When, when you think about like, um, that is quite tame compared to some of the stuff that's came out in recent years. Like, do you remember the, the Leicester one with the, uh, the, the in Thailand? No. In the oh, hotel. the Jimmy Fardy one? No, with the, it, was the, it was like there was three, three Leicester players uh yeah, and the the prostitutes and and yeah, yeah it was I've like heard, heard something about videoed that. themselves with the prostitutes, but also being like really racist with them. Is that <laughs> <laughs> I think one of them was um, what his name's son, wasn't it? Nigel Pearson. Nigel Pearson. Was yeah, in there. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. So that, I think they got sacked in the end. But was that one Pearson was manager then? Yeah, yeah. yeah. About five years ago. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he had to sack his own son. <laughs> but, yeah, you think about the whole dentist chair thing. You think that. That's just that's just like a bunch of like lads out having a drink in it. It's not like yeah. it's not like what's the word I'm trying to think of? It's not like um malicious. It's just, you know I get I get the whole people were complaining because oh what are they doing going on the jollies is supposed to be getting ready for a tournament. But even then it's like you are not you're not just just preparing for the tournament, are you? Yeah. Like on that thing, I know it's a couple of years later, but do you know the whole like background between behind Roy Keane leaving the island camp in like two thousand and two? Like it generally started, it's in his book, at like, oh no, let's just go back to Jack Shelton, so Jack Shelton, when he was Ireland manager, took them all out to like, fish and, for a fish and chip supper after the game, and Joaquin was like, 
fucking football team. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to eat up, lads. <laughs> it's like rice pasta, that's what you do. <laughs> and Jack Charlton's got a ball down the chippy after the game. <laughs> um, I only have one more point to, to go over. It wasn't necessarily about the match or anything, but did you both know, like, at the time, obviously, like, coming home was like the anthem of mm, the tournament yeah. for us. Um, I think cheekily the Germans adopted it afterwards. Um, I'm pretty sure I read that they were singing that. Afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just like, yeah, cheers. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. Just like the final final twist of the knife on that tournament, I think, is Germany winning it and then singing It's Coming Home, which was our song. <laughs> I think they're still doing that. Like, I think they're still, they still like, do that. Their own adopted version of the right. kind of thing, yeah. yeah. Did you ever see the 98 video for the 98 World Cup of Three Lions where... They had a play called Stefan Kuntz and like the, the German lineup, the camera panned along the lineup from behind. It was like Kuntz, 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 Klinsmann. That's a good place to leave it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very good. Fuller, thoroughly enjoyed reviewing game from 25 years ago. Enjoyed that, lads. Hopefully, uh, more results good. like that this year for England. We can go all the way. Fourth place. <laughs> All the way out of the group stage. <laughs> no, thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, I think we'll be doing another pod, um, either a review of the Euros or we'll try and get more football ones in anyway. So, there you go. No, um, yeah, thank you for listening as well. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Cheers. 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 Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Nice one. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'll <pull that> over. <laughs>